0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips, brought to you by the Hunt Lift Deep Podcast. I am Carter McKenzie, and we're back after a multi-week
1: hiatus. Bobby and I are back; the gang's back together. What's up, Bobby? What's going on, man? I feel like I we almost had a slight divorce for a little while. Like I was getting <laughs> depressed, and things weren't going my way, and I was just in a funk. And then I realized it's because I haven't seen my Carter in so long. That's right, dude. My wife was like, "How's Bobby doing?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't know." <laughs> I don't know oh,
0: how he's yeah. doing. <laughs> I gotta check I in. Read him up. Yeah, thinking about <laughs> you all the time. Heck yeah, man. Same, same. It's reciprocated. And we're back. We're back for another uh, magnificent Tuesday Tips episode here, and we got a, we got a banger lineup. Um, in I guess preparedness for our episode that's coming out this Thursday, which we are calling Sarah, the Women in the Wild. Yes.
2: Yes, Women in the Wild, Tuesday Tips.
0: Here we go. Women in the Wild. Yeah, our second episode of Women in the Wild is coming out this uh, Thursday. So I thought, how appropriate to have a uh, female-led Tuesday Tips um, kind of introducing that. Um, So yeah, we just heard uh, Sarah jumping on here. So Sarah from Alaska, what's going on?
2: Um, I'm still at my office because it's 4 o'clock Alaska time, and I'm not on East Coast time. So... You know, living the dream, recovering from surgery. Heck yeah. Nancy to get back into training. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: yeah, you're crushing it. Yeah, it's bedtime here on the East Coast, so thanks for accommodating there. <laughs> and uh also from the HuntLiftEat team, we got Kylie Kimball joining us for the first time, right, Kylie? Yep.
3: Debut.
0: Debut. That's what I'm talking about. You got uh two giant deer behind you there uh, that I'm very jealous of, so... That was very, very good placement right there. Thank you. <laughs> and then coming at us for, I guess this, this is before your your episode has even come out, Elizabeth. But Elizabeth, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? And thanks for jumping on and being a, a guest appearance here.
4: Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to y'all again, and uh, yeah, do a tips.
0: Heck yeah, Elizabeth, rookie hunting, jumping at us. Uh, we got a full length podcast with her coming out in the next couple of weeks. Stoked about that one. So let's jump right into it. Enough, uh, enough wasting time here. Um, Bobby,
1: why don't you kick us off with your tip for this week, man? Well, I guess my tip's going to have to be something that I just lived through. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that when you're sitting there and you're getting ready for, you know, your, your hunting season and you're feeling a little lazy and you say, you know, I don't need to trim those branches down or nah those not <laughs> aren't in my way. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, they're in your fucking way, okay? <laughs> so I just want to <laughs> let everybody know, if you have the gut feeling, they're going to be in your way, and make sure you trim your bushes, trim your trees down, and get everything out of your way and make sure you have a nice, clear way.
0: There you go. And- you heard it here from Bobby first, folks. Trim your bushes. Make sure <laughs> Make sure you get it out of the way. It's, it's in your way. Why Why is this in your the forefront of your mind,
1: Bobby? Uh, of course you had to drag this one out. So uh, basically Saturday, I uh, took a shot through the ground blind. And somehow my arrow went seven feet to the right when the deer was to the left. And, you know, it's, you know, who knows what the hell it went off of and what it hit. But needless to say, there's no evidence of anything around right now.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good tip. And it's something I can get lazy with here on the East Coast too. making sure your shooting lanes are clear. Um, And a lot of times, you know, those shooting lanes look different on the ground when you got the pole saw in your hand versus when you're actually up in your stand. And when you're doing that prep work here on the East Coast, uh, Elizabeth and Kylie, y'all know this too. It gets hot in the summer. Uh, Sometimes it's just really hot and like swampy and sweaty. And like the last thing I want to do is be going up and down all my stands, making sure every single lane is clear. And then come fall, I'm like, damn it. I wish I would have, you know, cut those couple branches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I blame it actually on the warm ass. Fall we had because shit was still growing in the fall, and I feel like it definitely wasn't as bad as it was. And now it's just overrun. It seems like so. Needless to say, I went through with the ATV now, just ran everything over because I was just pissed off. So <laughs> okay. that's my tip: trim the bush
2: and kill the spiders. Right?
1: Oh, always kill the spiders. Uh, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody's seen that. I, I don't, I don't mess with those things that jump like that. That's not happening every, anytime soon. Perfect.
0: All right. Who wants to uh, who wants to kick us off next? Kylie, do you want to uh, venture into the Tuesday tips?
3: Tuesday tips? Well, we've been uh, discussing a little bit about in-season and off-season training since it varies from state to state. So um, some of the things that I've typically practiced, um, the days are longer, so you're a little bit more tired, um, maybe won't get as many days in as you typically do. So it's important to hit your vital days of the week if you have a 5 day a week plan, make sure you're hitting typically days one and two, and then you have to recycle, right, because it, it tapers off for importance, If depending on what your programs look like, um, and also the type of hunting that you're doing. Um, you don't want to over-exercise if you're doing aggressive hunts each day, a lot of hiking, a lot of hills, um, but if you're sitting, you might want to actually do something a little bit more aggressive, um, at least personally, because if I don't get to, I tell my husband if I'm not... Um, bed and walked i'm a i'm a grumpy hunter so those would be my tips
0: yeah that's good perspective and honestly your instagram page is really motivational because you work out you're an early workout kind of gal right you're like you're if i can. in the morning
3: yeah
0: yeah i always feel really bad because i'm like oh i decided to sleep in and I'm not working out right now. And to be honest, like during hunting season, that's my first thing that slacks, um, is my strength training. That's, that's the first t- thing that kind of disappears because it's easy to like go out, go out for a run, uh, for me at least. Um, so I guess prioritizing that strength training, you know, deep in the season, like November is like, I'm just like a hundred percent, you know, pedal to the metal kind of thing, trying to find these deer. Um, and I just got back from Montana and that was just like a ton of hiking and that, you know, coming back from that, I'm like, yeah, I want to take a couple of days off, but really you need to make sure you're hitting those days, uh, especially at the beginning of your your training cycle, like you're talking about.
3: Yeah. And transitioning from morning workouts to evening workouts, because there's no way that I'm going to be able to get up and get in, you know, an hour workout before I have to be somewhere to hunt or. It, it just doesn't make sense so some of that is a little grueling over the the season
0: yeah that's awesome all right elizabeth what are you thinking for your tuesday tip
4: i think for my tuesday tip i'm gonna gear it towards like the rookie hunter like if you're like me and you started out like no really um like no previous knowledge, you didn't grow up in it, and maybe this was your first um, season of whitetail or anything, like this was your first season of hunting, and you might have done it like the easiest way, I think, is when you start doing with, with, with other people. So other people are taking you out on their land, they're taking you like with their weapons, it's on their terms. And you might be thinking the same thought I had a couple of years ago, which is like, all right, I have friends showing me how to do it now, but how am I going to do it by myself next season? the second your season goes out, like find public land and start walking it. Like that is Mm. my best tip to give. Like the second it goes out, whether small game is in, like start walking your public land and just trying to make those connections of like, okay, like this is where you're gonna be next year, like by yourself and like, what do you need to do like to prepare for that? But I think that would be like the best tip I have.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent tip. I was just thinking that earlier this week when I got back from Montana, I was like, you know what? I've always sucked at reading like topo maps and I had to get good at that to like understand where to hunt in Montana because like the general tag out there is like most of the state. So I like had to learn it to like try and narrow down where the hell I was going to hunt. And I was looking at a lot of public here in Georgia. That's not far from me. And I'm like, I bet I could hunt this a lot better and a lot smarter than I have been through college and through my early twenties. Um, now that I know how to read those maps and you're exactly right. Like I'm like, as soon as January 14th hits, when that season's over, I'm, I'm getting out there and I'm going to find where the hell I'm going to be next season. And it's not going to be where I have been now that I know, now that I have more confidence, um, being able to read those maps and look at the topography and maybe kind of better gauge where I, where I'd prefer to be on those, on those parcels of public. That's a really good tip.
3: Well, I think to piggyback on that, it really helps with your ingress and your egress, right? So if you're going in, depending if it's rifle or archery season and you're trying to get, you know, a buck versus a doe or what you're willing to bring out, depending on the topography, Um, you want to know what you can get it out of. Um, There's been a lot of situations where, you know, we can glass it, we can see it, but what is it going to take to get it out? And that has to be considered um, all the time, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, you probably have to consider that a little more than us shooting little mountain whitetail down here in Georgia.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not even, like, in the mountains. I'm just, like, I, I haven't really thought about, like, getting, like, Getting out of like that magnitude, so I can't imagine what y'all, what y'all have to think about prior.
2: Yeah, you know, I've passed on moose, on a moose in 2013, um, because of the distance from camp and the uh, the terrain that we would have to traverse in order to get it out, and who I was with so the theme of this tuesday tips really seems to be like prepare in advance and what kind of what kind of stuff you should do in the off season or in the late season to prepare for the next year um for us up in alaska it's the off season for most things i still have some friends who are hunting sick of but um but for most of us we're the draw tag season or the drag, draw tag period application period is open right now and so we're all looking at our maps and looking at the new regs and trying to figure out you know what tags we're going to put in for and so in the theme of this tuesday tips and preparing in advance my tips would be kind of twofold number one like start looking now at what hunts you want to do for the subsequent year for western hunting or at least specifically for alaska hunting figure out who you want to go hunting with uh, what locations you want to put in for tags for, or where you want to go hunting in the event that you don't draw a tag, figure out what species you want to hunt for, uh, what the terrain is to piggyback off of Elizabeth. And um, and then, you know, have backup plans for your backup plans for your backup plans. Um, and then start training for whatever type of hunt uh, you think you're going to be doing if you're putting in for draw tags, you know, some of that, like your training is going to be universal for some things. But my training for sheep hunting is going to be different than my training for moose hunting. Um, because with moose hunting, we take side by sides in. Whereas with sheep hunting, you know, you're carrying your gear on your pack, you're doing a lot more elevation change. It's just very different style of hunting um, from one to the other. And, uh, start looking at gear now. I mean, I buy most of my hunting gear right now, um, going off of like Kuyu's big sales. I just went to Barney's locally, a local hunting shop and, um, and benefited off of their Black Friday deal. Um, and like was shopping for gear for my kids that's a size too big <laughs> because I want them to be able to fit into it next fall um, or even the subsequent fall. Um, and then like the real tip that I want to give is to not just like start training for the, the type of hunt that you want to do, but for females, like take a chance and plan an all female hunt. And even if you're scared to do things on your own, or if you think that you lack skills, um, take this time between now and next hunting season to really hone in on those skills, um, start like training in the gym with other females if you can. I usually hate training with other people. Um, but if you have somebody who you might go hunting with, I'm talking with a couple of my girlfriends up here who just got back from Sitka Blacktail Hunt, uh, about putting in for tags together next year. And we want to do an all a ladies hunt next year. I'd like to do some with some of the Hunt Lift Eat gals too. But um but train with females, like just fuck it. Don't worry about having a guy there to do all the stuff and things like some of it. You're just going to have to figure out on your own and, um, and take the chance and do it. So that's my tip. I guess it's not really a super tip, but <laughs> plan now take risks. <laughs>
1: that is a super tip. She nailed it on the head too. Cause I feel like Carter, you're the more organized one in this relationship. Like you got me to get my points and get me all set up and, I'm the un I'm the unorganized one that waits to the last second and just says, All right, fuck it. I'm I'm ready to go. Like let's just do it. And th- I'm just like the type of person that like leaves the house and has to say phone, wallet, keys. Okay, good. I'm ready to go now. Like I can't <laughs> leave my house without doing that. I'm organized I'm organized. I'm
0: organized until I get there. And then it's like my shit's everywhere. That's cause you
1: overpack, but that's I do that's besides the point.
3: Overpacking's normal, Carter. It's fine.
2: The last thing that I was going to say that's going to be a plug is for women, since this is like a women, lo- a women pack Tuesday tips, and we've got our next Women in the Wild releasing this week, is to connect with the Hunt, Lift, Eat Women in the Wild. Um, listen to those podcasts, connect with the people who are on the podcast, figure out who all the women are who are affiliated with HLE, and use us and everybody in HLE as a resource um, because there's so much information, not just in the women, but in the whole HLE community, and everybody is super excited to share with one another, and um, and there's so much learning that can take place there in helping you prepare for your hunts uh, for subsequent years, and there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, I, uh, I was talking to one of, one of my girlfriends up here, um, about how just connecting with people online and asking questions for, in preparation for a hunt that I might want to do has led her and me in subsequent years um, to having hunts with people who you've never met in person, but you've met online just through this super awesome community. Uh, Cause we have a lot in common. And so there's a lot of opportunity there. So connect with hunt, lift, Eat, people. We're kind of cool.
3: To piggyback off that a little bit, um... You know, we've some of the team has been able to, uh, you know, get together and do different hunts. Sarah had mentioned, you know, at one point, because I would like to go on a goat hunt um, last year. And she talks about her difference in preparation between um, sheep and moose. Well, I had to prepare for my moose like you did for your sheep because we didn't use side by side. We had to backpack everything. Um, And we agreed like our furthest kill would only be a mile from base camp where we would, you know, get picked up by the plane for everything to be flown out. Um, and then my husband decided to shoot it two miles out. Um, so, you know, you have to prepare <laughs> for all the decisions and everybody's capabilities. Um, you know, but going in for sick of black tail or even, you know, a goat hunt, you know, those, those are the goat hunts, high, high elevation. It's a lot of backpacking, just like the sheep. Um, but you know, the difference for Sarah versus a non-resident, is that I need to go with a, professional, with a professional hunter. I need to go with a guide. Um, it's required for out-of-staters. The same thing for bear and um, for sheep in Alaska. Moose, on the other hand, you can go DIY if you'd like. Um, that's what we did. So, um, but connecting and understanding you know, what your options are in certain areas, um, you know, accessibility, um, your timeframes, any additional costs on your front and your back end of your hunt are always important things to, to remember.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that kind of, I guess that kind of ties in with what I was going to say tonight. Like as far as like preparing for next year, like I'm already thinking about next year. And that uh, now that I'm back from Montana and we were su- successful, like hooray, that was awesome. It was like the highest of highs. I've been planning that hunt for two years, right? Which is crazy. It took me two years to draw that tag and now it's over, which is like a little bit sad but like now I'm like, all right, where are we going next fall? And that planning starts like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being aware, like, you know, Elizabeth and, you know, as, and Bobby, like uh, you haven't done a a Western hunt yet, right? Elizabeth.
4: No. Okay. And I know like, that's one thing. Like, I'm not just yeah. gonna like, yeah, I need to prepare for that. Cause like, yeah,
0: it takes a lot of planning. It's overwhelming or it can be. Yeah. And Bobby, I'm going to drag Bobby out there and, uh, on his first one, too. But like, you you know, I'm already marking my calendar when preference points open ups for different states and like, you know, tags go on sale for Idaho December 1st, which is like this week, which is crazy. So like if you want to hunt in Idaho, you better be waiting in line at 10 a.m. mountain time on their website and you're going to get put like ten thousandth in line to buy a tag. It's like it's an absolute rodeo but like understanding how each of these States works and, you know, now's the time to be figuring that stuff out as I mean, Colorado goes on sale in in March. Right. So like it's going to be here before we know it planning for this time next year. So being aware of all that is, is kind of really important if you're planning on doing these out of state hunts. Um, and like Sarah said, like, you know, reach out if anybody has any questions, like, I spend more time researching Western hunting than I do probably doing my professional job, which I probably shouldn't say out loud, but like that's just what I love. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean like when kids are taking a test, I'm like, all right, what, what 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 units are we going to next year? Like where can I find Bobby and Antelope or whatever? And uh you know Carter, that's
2: everybody I- already knows that. <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. I'm the worst, worst employee ever. Yeah, now's the time to be figuring that stuff out.
3: So, do you guys typically call um, the biologists?
0: Yeah, I always do. Whenever I draw a tag, I call, I call uh, fishing game, and I call the biologists in the unit. And the biologists are usually very helpful. Not like, hey, here's some onyx points, but like, hey, maybe you should check out. I'll tell them. I'll usually approach it like, hey, this is where I'm thinking about looking. Like hot or cold and they'll be like maybe you should check out the south part of this unit or maybe you should hunt between this town and this town and i'm like on it and they're usually very receptive uh and it's cool to see people who are like people who care about science and then also care about the animal as well it's just like the best it's kind of the best of both worlds yeah highly recommend calling the biologist
2: if anybody is interested in trying to put in for draw tags for Alaska for 2023, the deadline to put in is December 15th. So that's coming in hot.
0: All right, I'm still so doing after, my homework. After this episode, we're all going to put in for moose. <laughs> we'll stay on. Sarah's going to go show us how to kill a moose. Kylie's already ahead of the game. You've already been there. That's cool. I've never even seen a moose. No.
3: That was one of my, um, that was my like bucket list was the moose.
0: Yeah. I hear they're big.
3: It went down surprisingly fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's what you got. (laughs) Just saying. That's what I hear. Oh, cool. Anybody? Uh, I guess, yeah, that's pretty thorough. I guess this wraps it up. We could have done a, a full one tonight but I know Sarah can get out of control and we'll be here for the next four hours.
1: Yeah. Fact. Fact.
0: We'll, uh, we'll cut it here then. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Does anybody have any uh, closing thoughts for us before we jump off here?
2: Yeah. We need to schedule our next women in the wild full episode. Would love to have both of you gals on at some point. Kylie definitely want to hear your moose story. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, you don't need Bobby and I for that.
3: No. Yeah, I think we should do some Western planning while we're on the call, too. Cool.
4: Let's get it on the books.
0: Elizabeth, thanks for jumping on with us this week.
4: Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, of course. Good luck the rest of this season.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Kylie, first time podcast. Appreciate it.
4: Thank you.
0: Bobby, any words of wisdom for us before we jump off?
1: No, we don't really matter on this episode. So I don't even. My tip was terrible. (laughs) I'm having a terrible season. They're they're all kicking ass. I'm depressed. I'm just going to go under the table now.
4: That's all I'm feeling too.
1: Pray
0: for Bobby. That's the name of this episode. Cool. Thank you all. (laughs) Heck yeah. Well, as always, listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Uh, Tune in this Thursday. Two days. Tune in this Thursday for uh, Women in the Wild part two. And stand by for Elizabeth's full length episode with us. We appreciate the howdy, you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget? Tomorrow is the last day of our Black Friday sale that has extended past Friday, right? Tomorrow's the last day. So go buy some stuff. What are you guys doing? Uh, Our shorts, our hoochie daddy shorts came in today. (laughs) Finally. They've been stuck on a boat in China or wherever the hell they were for two months. Miserable. They're finally here. Go buy some shorts. Go buy some sweet new stuff. We just restocked shirts. Uh, Yeah, go check it out. Last day of the sale tomorrow. Shop the sale. Get your Christmas gifts. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you Thursday.